We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Okay, everybody, we're going to do yet another one of these. Uh, so, uh, as you can see from the title, this is all going to be about Max FunCon 2018. Uh, I go to Max FunCon every year. This is uh, apparently number five. And, uh, oh, and today uh, is the music of Rival Sons. Uh, this is also sort of you know, in the vein of, of Zeppelin, but of course these guys have a little bit more of their own style. This is, music's actually a few years old. Uh, I went on the Rocksmith group that I'm part of, and I was like, hey, what band should I be listening to? And I got a bunch of terrible suggestions. Really, really bad music. And then uh, this one showed up. So uh, why don't we give it a listen? Okay, so the whole format of this of this particular podcast now is uh, I'm gonna just do all the bad news up front, and then uh, we will uh, we'll, we will end on a high note. So uh, let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. So the bad stuff is, boy, you know, if you've listened to the past episodes that I've done about Max FunCon, you would think. I mean, the idea that this is somehow orchestrated against me in terms of my travel to get to Southern California. I mean, it, 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 is, it is comical how, how thwarted I have been every year. And every year I think like, okay, I'm not gonna do that thing I did last year. I'm doing something new and it doesn't matter. So like, I think the first year I drove and then I was like, well, that sucked and that was scary and my back hurts and we were really super late and I'm just like okay I'm not doing that again I'm gonna fly and then I think maybe one time it worked okay but then the next year there were like severe fog delays and I was just like it's not even that foggy what's going on and so you can listen to that whole episode that's last year's one where the fog delays were just terrible so I was like all right no more flying I'm done uh, but so I, I got randomly in my Facebook feed, ads for Russian party, good time fun, yes, you come, you show us your voting stub, and then you get in and have sex with Russian ladies. Uh, no, wait, I, no, I did get that ad, but uh, I did get another ad that said basically, hey, San Francisco, you like going to Los Angeles, don't you? But we all have valuable time and we don't want to waste much of it. So here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take this, essentially, which is like a rock and roll tour bus, and we're gonna take that down to LA. Oh yeah, so here, let's, let's get something to that rock and roll vibe. Right, so now we're all rock and rolled up. Um, so. The, the, the group is called Cabin, and uh, their website is ridecabin.com. Uh, you, you, it would, if you didn't know better, you would sound like I was promoting them. No, no, this is a warning. So um, I'm, 
I should have known things were off from the beginning because I got two emails a day, every day, uh, saying, your ride has been confirmed. Your ride has been confirmed. And it's like, yeah, okay. And it, 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 it kind of made me a little scared because there's just like, boy, I was sort of taking a gamble on you dudes to begin with. And now this is, you know, like, like this, this is just a weird hallmark of the dangers to come. Um, so I didn't, I ignored it. I was just like, okay. And then oddly enough, I had a, a coworker, like, I don't know, a month before I was to leave. He did it. And he loved it. And I was like, okay. Um, so, uh, the bus, the way it works is the bus leaves San Francisco at 11 PM at night and then arrives in Santa Monica at 7:15 in the morning. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, at 2.30, the day I'm supposed to leave, I get, uh, an email saying, your ride has been canceled. Yeah, the trip's canceled, You're, we're not doing it. So, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I flew into a panic, and I was just like, oh my god, what do I do? So um, I went to Greyhound's website, and Greyhound, they have a really nice website, and they are, you know, they, they had the exact same schedule of bus, uh, and, and, you know, same thing. So I was like, okay, great, I'll do that. And it was half the price of, of the cabin uh, experience. The cabin is funny, too, because it's not cheaper than flying. Um, it's actually more, it's about 50 bucks more. And that's weird, you know, it's like, I guess the whole way you're spinning this is if you, well, you sleep on the way and isn't that worth $50? I don't know. Uh, and I guess it's for people who are afraid of flying, I suppose. So, all right, so already you've got a massive strike against you, right? Like even if everything else went perfectly, I'm never using you again. I mean, the idea that you would just cancel me with all, with very, very little notice. Now, to be fair to them, they did refund me my money and on top of that, give me $150 to spend on other accommodations. But I, I opted for the Greyhound, A, because the Greyhound website made it sound pretty great. You know, we've got all these updated buses and we've got free Wi-Fi and all this stuff. I swear to God, I don't know who designed a, a, the seats in the Greyhound, but they, they are torture devices left over from a bygone era. I was talking to somebody just recently and I was like, you know what I think? I think they probably just take the seats out of the old bus and just put them in the new. Yes, they've got new buses, but these seats are 40 years old. So I get to, so, so I, you know, I, I, I'm always worried about including too much minutia, but I always do love it when like just one thing happens to, to another thing and to another thing. And, and it's just like, just a, it doesn't even matter how minor or or nothing it is. It's just like really, so like I 
uh, Miriam dropped me off at the Millbrae BART station. I barted in, I got off. I was like, yeah, it's, you know, what, nine? At that point, it would have been, yeah, it would have been nine. And uh, and I was like, oh, I, I, I'm kind of hungry. You know, it'd be nice to have something now, late. And then that way, if I get out, you know, I get to LA, you know, I could have maybe a little bit of buffer before I actually am, you know, ravenous to eat something. So I saw Taco Bell and I'm like, great. Taco Bell is right across the street. I go, yeah, I'll have a burrito supreme. I don't know what the hell is up with this Taco Bell, but everything on the menu. Now this is downtown San Francisco, right? This isn't like I'm at the airport. Downtown San Francisco, everything on the menu is easily double the price as if I had bought it in San Mateo. I bought a Burrito Supreme for $6.50. Like that thing at most is supposed to be $4, but I think it's usually like $3.50 or something. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. But I was just like, screw it, I don't care. I'll get it, I'm hungry, you're here. It's what's an extra $3, whatever. So then I get to the Greyhound station and I hear them doing the announcements and all this stuff, and 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 uh, definitely the le- the quality of a passenger is uh, significantly worse at the Greyhound than it is on cabin, uh, and and that's maybe maybe that's worth the extra fifty dollars. It's like, hey, um, we uh, have a price point that filters out sketchy people, uh, and so. So I know that's like really horrible and like gentrified white guy, middle class privilege thing to say, but it's true. So there's that. Uh, And anyway, so um, I get there and I go through the whole thing and and I see that they are, (laughs) I see that they're boarding at 10 o'clock and I'm like, that's weird. I'll, um, it's not supposed to board until like 10.40, I think. So I stand in line and everybody's like, and it was just amazing. Like the guy looked at my ticket, like I was getting on the wrong bus basically. And it was just like, I asked people, I'm like Los Angeles, right? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, great. And, and he looked at my ticket and, and it was just like, how could you go through all of these safety checks and still like it wasn't it wasn't until i said like this is leaving at 11 right he's like no it's leaving at 10. and i'm like well no i'm going to and he's like and he says let me see your ticket again he looks at it and he goes oh yeah no it's for 11. and i'm just like what <laughs> like isn't that like the first thing that you check on the thing is like is this the right time are you on the right bus so of course the 11 o'clock greyhound was late um the, the Greyhound is impossible to sleep on. I probably slept five hours or four hours or something. So, okay, yeah, you're right. Not impossible. <laughs> yes, I, it's impossible to sleep uh, continuously. But the good news is, is the bus was half full. I had a whole row by myself. I had to stretch out. But I tell you, when I got on that Greyhound, there was, I think, a dude trying to make a love connection. It was a... It was a, a long-haired Asian dude and a and a, a, a Indian lady with her hair up in a bun, probably both in like their early 20s, and uh, they chatted for quite a while. And I was just like, 
And of course, they were seated right in the middle of the bus, so there was no getting away from them. Like, you couldn't, you know, it's just like, move up, move back, it doesn't matter. You're still equidistant from them. Fortunately enough, I think this only lasted, I don't know, half an hour or so. So, uh, you know, and again, again, like them chatting, not <laughs> not the thing that's going to keep me from uh, from getting to sleep. Uh, but it was just one of it was just a, one of a, yet another of those like weird little things. So, of course, we leave late. We get in and boy, howdy. That Greyhound bus station the, the, in Los Angeles, the Greyhound bus station in Los Angeles is actually pretty nice. Everything around that bus station is sketch as fuck. To you, my so, uh, so I, I get there, I get on this, oh, and, and so yeah, and so I get on this bus, it takes me like an hour to get to Santa Monica. My anti-anxiety medication is like still in my b- blood, so I'm kind of like don't care how long this is taking. I'm just like whatever. But anyway, so um, so I will just finish off with the ride home because the, the the deal with my cabin trip was only the ride down was canceled. The ride back was not. And let me tell you, the thing about cabin, they really try and sell it. Like, like basically this bus is a cloud, you know, like you are just on a, on a, you know, 18 layers deep of memory foam, just being carried by uh, unicorns and pegasi uh, across the winds without a bump in the world. And, you know, uh, oh, they, we take extra care, you know, so uh, you don't feel the bumps and, and we drive extra slow. So, you know, you get a full eight hours and all that. No, no, no. It's still the same bullshit, herky jerky. You know, the guy spending way too much time on the bots dots in the lines that separate the lanes. And he doesn't give a shit because there's nobody on the road. He's not going to hit anybody. But of course, we can hear every single bumpity 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 that we run over. Uh, they did provide earplugs, but that's not going to help with the motion. You know, if this guy's jerking your ass around, it's, that's not going to help. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, the, the, the other thing about it is they really sort of pitch this. They have a whole, you know, promotional YouTube video where they give you the whole spiel. But part of the way they pitch Cabin is that they pitch it as like a commuter option. So it's like, hey, you know, you could, you could live in Los Angeles and work in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, on, on Sunday night, you know, you can push out your departure time as long as you want and then just roll into work, you know, because it's supposed to get there at 7.15 a.m. And there were a couple of people on that cabin that that was their plan, right? They were going to get into San Francisco, you know, a little after 7, either go directly to work, which seems insane, or they were going to go home, pop a shower, whatever, and then go to work. And then, you know, I mean, look, it, it's it's an hour and 45 minutes. You would think there would be plenty of time to do that unless the bus is so crazy late that uh, it gets in at 9 a.m. Yeah, way to go, Kevin. 
Uh, yeah, so here's what I think happened. Not that anybody cares. What they do, uh, I think, I don't know this for a fact, but what I think they do is they drive halfway. And, and you know, so because every night there's, you know, a, a, a bus leaving San Francisco and a bus leaving Santa Monica, there's a center point, and then they meet at that center point, and then the drivers and the sort of concierge person, I guess, they change buses, and then they drive back home, essentially, to them. So basically, you're, you're, you know, as the driver and the concierge, you're driving up to the middle, and then you're driving back. And, then if, and the passengers are none the wiser. And the passengers are never told this. So it's a little weird, you know, that that you wake up and you're like, these two people are different. Like the concierge and the driver are people you've never seen before. And there was no discussion that they would be different. And you're just like, what the what? Who are you? You were a woman, you know, six hours ago or however long, like or eight hours ago. Like what happened? So, um, yeah, it's not a great ride. It's not a great experience. The whole thing is a shit show. Uh, and, and there were a couple, there were a couple of people who like were still asleep at 9 a.m. Um, there was one woman that I met and everybody was very nice. The clientele, very nice, very social group of people. But there was one woman there who I met her, I think her name was Brianne, not Brianne. Brianne Duh with a D on it, which always reminds me of, well, first of all, it reminds me of, hey, parents, this is not, naming your child is not an opportunity to reinvent a perfectly good name. Brianne, Brianna, like, we got that. We don't need a Brianne. And then, of course, this also reminds me of uh, good old Neil that I went to high school with, who was weird, who still is weird. He got to, he got all the way through high school. Oh wait, let's listen to this. Seem to find someone to take the snake out of my head. I climbed up a mountain and I killed a beetroot because I said it couldn't be done. Come on. Yeah, this is this is kind of Zeppelin-esque right here. This is once again this is rival sons. So, uh, so Neil, of course, uh, then had, it was Neil was too normal of a name, and he had like a pink mohawk, and he laughed like way too loud, and. Just was, you know, really loved the attention. And uh, so then he changed his name to Neil, Niels, Niels, right. And then that wasn't weird enough, so then he went to Nielsda. And then that wasn't weird enough, so then he went to McNeilsda. And then I I, I always loved that the, during the Nielsda phase, I had a roommate who was friends with Neil. And, uh, and I said, oh, you know, I, I went to high school with Neil. And he looks at me and he goes, you mean Neil's done? And I go, no, no, it's Neil. This is just some dumb affect that he picked up, you know, since he went to college. And and my roommate, Mike, got really mad. And he's like, God damn it. I've been calling him Neil's done this whole time. Like he was mad that he bought into the bullshit. Anyway, enough of the bad stuff. Although it is just so amazing that the fates are against me when it comes to traveling to Lake Arrowhead for the great Max Fun Con every year. Uh, okay, so what happened this year? Um, so the two classes, there's so there are always classes, there are always shows. Uh, the two classes I took this year was writing a rap song 
Um, which was interesting, uh, but the real one that was was super cool was uh, puppeteering. And so this guy, Jason Hill, he just brought like 30 puppets, and he's got like 75 more at home that he didn't bring. And and we just um, did uh, uh, a lip syncing to you know Schoolhouse Rock or. Uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Shows, uh, The Time Warp, and it's it was so much fun. And it, the only problem was it, it kind of sucked because we couldn't see each other performing, or, or and so it was like you just had to hope you were doing it right a little bit, which was sort of frustrating. Um, there were people who took videos of it. If you're friends with me on Facebook, um, I'm sure you've seen them by now. Uh, so, um, so anyway, so that was, uh, a, a huge thrill, uh, uh, and, and just a ton of fun and really hard. Here's, oh, I'll tell you one of the things that they, they that he taught us was, so hold your hand, um, like, you know, you would a sock puppet, like, you know, make your hand into a, a letter C. Now, when we open and close our hands, we usually use the four, our four fingers to kind of go up and down and our thumb sort of stays you know mostly where it was it moves a little bit unfortunately that is the exact opposite of the way the human jaw works and so the jaw is the, the one that moves up and down and unfortunately the way puppets are designed is your thumb is where the jaw is and so you're moving your thumb in a really unnatural way and kind of really it's and it's our thumbs are not meant to push I mean they can but they don't usually and it's a muscle that we don't use usually if we're doing anything with a thumb it's where we are closing it and clenching it and gripping and so to try and do this sort of opposite reaction of, of pushing that Muppet mouth open as it talks uh, was really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you and it's making my forearm hurt. So, uh, so yeah, and, and the other thing that's weird too is that you always have to tip the head down more than you think you need to. Uh, and I don't know why that is. I think maybe because you are lower than the puppet as I squat down, uh, and and it just could be that maybe it, that distorts your your angle of some kind. I don't know. Anyway, enough puppet talk. Oh, I forgot one thing about the Greyhound trip that's also really weird is they do a meal stop at 4 a.m. in some city that is only the truck stop, right? Like there's, you know, they're like, we'll be stopping in Arugula or Abedarsal. And you're like, okay. And I've never heard of this thing. And yeah, the it's 4 a.m. And he makes this loud announcement that like, we're having food. Everybody get your food. And it's just like, do we have to? Is that was anybody here at 4 a.m. really dying for some shitty rotisserie hot dog on a microwave thing? I mean, was that? Did anybody show hands? Anybody want 
gross uh, frozen burrito that you microwave in the 7-Eleven uh, microwave that's been touched by 9,000 exploded uh, items? No! Just go! Just get to get just get me to Los Angeles already. I'm tired of this. Uh, okay, so the the other thing, uh, as we all know, I am a world-class star fucker. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I um, I got to meet uh, this time, I have to say, I, I know, I know, look, the reason I go to Max Von Con um, is honestly to ditch being a parent. <laughs> it's like, sorry, honey, you have fun single parenting. I gotta go with my, hang out with my friends. No, 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 that's not the reason. That's just a side benefit. Uh, the real reason I go is I go for the people. Obviously, I, I go to see uh, my good friend Alexis Perplexus. Uh, that I only see once a year, and this is my chance to do it. Um, I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna go back for uh, Doug Loves Movies, and I will see him then again in September. Um, hopefully I don't die. Hopefully Doug Benson doesn't die, and we'll be good. Uh, but um, uh, anyway, so the point is, is that I, I go for, for the people, right? There's a lot of people who come every year. I love seeing them. It's the only place I see them. And, uh, and taking the classes is a blast and just the whole, like, I mean, it's, it's really like summer camp for adults. I mean, I never went to summer camp as a kid, but this is, this is what everybody, this is how everybody describes it. And it's gotta be close to as that, as that is. Um, but as I am a world-class star fucker, I am a little disappointed that, um, the celebrities uh, have gone down in quality over years. I mean, um, you know, they they used to get, you know, names, right? Like Mark Marin and Maria Bamford. And, you know, those were all before my time. But look, I got Paul F. Tompkins and Eddie Pepitone and uh, Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani. Hey, my favorite Italian comedian, Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. Um, but this year, um, they got Allison Becker, whose name you may not recognize, but if you were a fan of Parks and Rec at all, she played the on-again, off-again girlfriend of Aziz's character. She was, uh, I think she, her character was a, was a weather person, uh, did the, did the weather on the local news, uh, and, you know, she's attractive uh uh she's super nice oh my god one of the nicest people ever and it was funny because um there's always an after party uh because they they shut everything down at midnight at um at the lake arrowhead uh, ucla convention center and so we have to go to somebody's room to you know, uh, have the after party. And uh, so this person I was talking to, she, you know, we were talking about the after party and then she looks over at Allison Becker and she was like, hey, you know, would you be interested in, in hosting the after party? Because we did have one of the celebrities in Days of Future Past, they hosted the after party, which to me seemed like a huge mistake. But uh, Allison Becker was like, yeah, let me go check with my boyfriend and see if that's okay. And she splits. By her also, by the way, her boyfriend, also insanely nice. Super, super nice. Um, his name is Max, for those of you uh, who are wondering. Um, and, uh, and 
the the woman that I was talking to also was having a freak out moment as a huge fan of Parks and Rec that we were getting to hang out with Allison Becker. So um, if you see her in anything, just know that she is um, super, super cool. So I should talk a little bit about, uh, there was one guy in the writing a rap song class um, that you could tell, okay, A, he was the whitest person I have ever seen in my life. And not just um, not just uh, physically, but personality-wise, was just like, oh my God! Like, do you are you the press agent for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir? Like, what are you a uh, 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 letter folder for George McGovern? No, wait, that's dumb. Anyway, he's really super white, and he and he just acts as white as it gets. Um, and you could tell he really wanted to, like, he felt, um, he didn't say this outright, but it felt like he was, oh, well, if I can just use the lingo, then that will somehow carry me in with some sort of cachet into the rap community. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's a lot more to being a rapper than just like, saying things are dope. I don't even know what rappers say anymore. Uh, but uh, he, he, at one, so the rap, the rap class was taught by uh, Open Mike Eagle. Open Mike Eagle uh, is, it's, it, you, he's also a really cool dude. Uh, he's been a guest on Harmontown and a lot of other podcasts I listen to. And the, the great story about him is, um, I always liked his name. Um, but somebody asked him once, like, hey, where'd the name come from? And he's like, oh, um, well, my real name is Mike Eagle. And I used to go to an op- a lot of open mics, so it just sort of fit together, open Mike Eagle. Um, and so I, as, as we were leaving the class, um, Mike was like, hey, does anybody have any other, you know, like sort of random questions or whatever? And I was like, oh, you should tell him about where your name came from. And so he tells them just exactly what I just said. And the whitest guy in the world is like, that shit is dope. And I'm like, what? Oh. And I said out loud, but not very loud. I said, don't say that. Don't say that. That's not, that's not going to carry you through uh, this. Okay. So, um... Anyway, this is a short episode because there's I have a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about, but um, I wanted this to be just Max FunCon based, uh, just to keep a theme sort of together with it. Uh, but we'll get into a bunch of other stuff next time. So, from me, from the music of Bright Brown, let's do this one more time. Till then!